Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, frogs and squirrels. Hey, 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 hey. We are back for another episode of Southside Rabbi. And listen, man, um, I have been trying to max and relax on on my times when I'm not uh, working. Uh huh. And I've been watching a show that my barber, man, I've been getting, you know, so I go to my barber. My barber take about, he, he, we, 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 we have some good times. He takes his time to cut my hair. We have some good conversations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to my boy, Kaysen. He's been telling me about this show called Godfather in Har- Harlem for the longest. Um, Forrest Whitaker the one, is... Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, and I, and I was like, I kept seeing it, and I was like, yeah, uh, Forrest Whitaker playing a, 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 a kingpin. I don't know about that. Uh, playing Bumpy Johnson, who was a real drug kingpin in Harlem back in the day, 60s. So uh, I finally started watching it because I was bored one day. I have nothing to watch, and that mug is good. And... Uh, one thing about Bumpy Johnson that you see in the series is that he's locked up in Alcatraz. He was like the man in Harlem. Uh-huh. Gets locked up in Alcatraz for a number of years and comes back to Harlem and he's kind of like not the man anymore. So he has to reestablish his dominance. Dominance. Yeah. yeah. In, in Harlem. Um, and he comes back and he really does reestablish his dominance. Like, like he is that guy. Right. Um, and like they, they throw this, this welcome home party for him. Everybody's at his party. They're like, hey, you know, Bumpy, welcome home. And he's like, yeah, thank you so much. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, the AC at the church really needs to be fixed, you know. You know, and uh, we was just wondering if you could toss this. And he's like, yeah, I- I'll handle that. Somebody else is like, hey, Bumpy, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. That's good, man. Hey, how- how- how's your family? Oh, they're good, man. How's your kid? Oh, he's good, man. But, you know, we falling behind in the payments for his uh, private school, man. Mm. And, you know, we just kind of, we don't want him to have to go to one of these public schools. And Bumpy is like, you know, all right, I'll see what I can do. For I mean, sure. everybody just wants something from him. But he comes back and he reestablishes his dominance. And, like, Cats is like, yo, this man is Real. The that Italians guy. was trying to take stuff over while he was gone. He comes back and is like, no, sir, I am back. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's how y'all should feel once KB drops his new album. Oh. So listen, he's taking a little... I know that he came out with Easy and he came out with some singles. Yeah, you know I'm saying? Uh, but he took a little break, you know what I'm saying? And 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 was doing stuff with his book and all that, which he's still doing. Yeah, you know I'm saying? Uh, but... Uh, he took a little time off in there, and uh, and everybody kind of, you know, they 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 must they they might have forgot, like uh-huh. Roy Jones said, y'all must have forgot. Uh-huh. Uh And I heard a little bit, of, I heard a little bit of stuff from the album, and that mug it sounds like Bumpy Johnson coming back to Harlem <laughs> in the seventies to reestablish his his musical dominance. Thank you, bro. Uh, to say, don't you forget. That Thank I am you, here. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I had to hit the rapper switch. He had to hit the rapper switch and turn it back on. But ladies and gentlemen, it is back on full 1,000 watts. Oh, uh, and uh, I just wanted to let y'all know that. I know usually I'm talking about his theological prowess, which I don't even have to speak of that. Uh, because you can ask your pastor about that one. <laughs> I don't even have to elaborate on that. Just go to your pastor and say, hey, uh, could you give me about 15 minutes on uh, KB? And they're like, you mean Kevin Burgess? <laughs> and they're going to be like, yeah, he's going to be like, first of all, he has been the most formative person in shaping wow. my theology in the last 40 years. And somebody might say, pastor, you're only 35. And he's going to say, I know. That's in how deep it goes. Past. And eternity's past. <laughs> when I was not even here yet, he was shaping my theology. Oh. And so um, oh. I think uh, 
I, 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 I'm just telling y'all, man. Thank uh, you, bro. This is my guy, and uh, be ready for the new music that's coming. Thank you. Um, when you read the book, um, you know. Thank you, man. I, the The book is phenomenal. Yes, and uh, and yeah, man, go get that and go get Dangerous Jesus. There's just got so it. many you know affirmations. Bro. That's all I'm saying, man. And, 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 and yeah, you know, we don't be surprised when you know Jay Z get on Breakfast Club and he like, you know, I had to make a couple calls to, you know, Kevin. Kevin Burgess, bro, run some stuff by him. Dog, let me tell you something. <laughs> I had to lock in the do say deal, but I, you know, <laughs> as soon as I got rock. locked up, <laughs> bro, it's it's crazy. What's up? I have been just so shocked, uh huh, by God's godness yeah, in yeah. the culture yeah, here yeah. lately. God bro. been gotten. God been doing a whole lot of God yeah, lately. Yeah, bro. really been doing laying down, <laughs> folks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Celebrities. Massage envy. You understand <laughs> Laying them down and going to work, King. Celebrities. Massaging the no, soul. I was watching a video of Andrew Schultz. Yeah. It was like a Monday. He, he said, hey, I went to church yesterday. Like, yeah, what was that like? He said, bro, Jesus is awesome. <laughs> He's he like, said, yeah. I can see why people. Uh, he said, I get why this thing is moving. He said, I was in worship and I started breaking down weeping and crying it was beautiful I was like it's glorious brother and he talked about how you want his kids to experience yes. it yes yeah. yes bro no like God been God bro and then the stuff with Black China yeah Black China yeah man has literally forsaken her entire identity bro I mean to the point for that she, a new one that and she, somebody yeah. better Y'all gonna make me shout I'm here, telling you, man. I mean, to the point that she removed all of her implants uh -huh. and everything. Yeah. Same thing when we see some stuff happening with B. Simone. Yeah. Uh, it's it's God is doing something. God man. is God, and that's God. That, that's notable figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But me but, and I mean, Meansy been traveling, you know, a, a, a around the nation for the last <laughs> few weeks. Trying to get the word out there about the Lord Jesus and His goodness. Just trying to. We've been walking From down the city, street. With I mean, we've been in alleyways. We've been on street corners. We've been chasing you into every juke joint. You've been just jerking and gyrating in. Just trying to get a soul. Just trying to win a soul. <laughs> and on the way, we have found that the, 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 the harvest was ripe, bro. Oh, yes. But oh, the yes. labor is a few. True. But when I say amidst great deception, uh, amidst great delusion, huh. amidst... <laughs> Great deconstruction. Oh my gosh. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. Is a great divine demonstration. Uh huh. You see all those D's in there? Uh, yes. A Brother. A polypton. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Go ahead now. I'm just throwing my flowers of rhetoric, brother. God likes to do great things when you think he isn't doing anything at oh, all. Oh, man. Brother. That's true. That's what our God does. And I have just been sitting back uh, again. I like looking at notable persons. I don't know if God is more excited if the more popular you are in terms of heaven rejoices when a sinner yeah. repents, no uh -huh. matter what, where you land in the, uh, you know, in the world's estimation of yeah. your importance. But bro, it has just been God dancing through the gospel, bro, yeah. all over the nation. Yeah. I, I believe that the, the table is sort of set right now mm -hmm. in terms of, I'm particularly thinking about Generation Z. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about the statistics and the disinterest that we are essentially seeing the emergence of the most disconnected uh, disconnected generation of all time. Dis yeah. Disconnect from each other. Right. Disconnected from 
God. Even though they're the most connected te- technologically. That's right. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the table is just being set, bro. The, the backdrop is only dark for the light of Christ to shine brighter, yes. bro. You know, the diamond dances on a on a felt dark backdrop, bro. Ooh, yes. And I think God is doing it, bro. As people are, uh, you know, it's not not just with me, but I'm I'm just thinking, you know, in my own life, as folks are reading Dangerous Jesus, for uh-huh, example. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'm seeing individuals like coming alive, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People far from God, right. people who have been on the edge. And those that are like, yo, I want to go from glory to glory to glory. Like, Amen. dog, God is doing it, bro. It's, to me, I'm feeling like Future and Drake right now, bro. What a time to be alive. Yes. And that's a fact. And there's a lot to be encouraged by what the grace of God is doing. And let me just say this, bro. Uh-huh. That's a good thing to remember, King. Oh. Is that... God is always moving. There is always more to be excited about, to be encouraged by, than there is to be walking around hopeless and defeated, bro. Oh, that's good. Even though I know what defeat and hopelessness feels like, and there are occasions for it, especially when you consider the fallenness of this world and how fallenness works itself into policy, institutions, actions, aggressions. Right. It's a whole lot to... Mourn. Right. Oh, but we cannot be people of mourning, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not when Jesus is on the throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is excited to do, to turn our mourning into praise. Yeah. It's one of his favorite things to do in our lives, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And what might be the ashes being reversed in your life or in your church or in your city? Let's also talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I have just... Just been, yeah, I have just been impressed, bro, by the way God can get his man, get his woman out of the the, the darkest places, the most yeah. confused, destitute, yeah. forgotten. God rolls up his sleeves, bro, and goes to work like, look at what I do. This is who I am. Yeah. And uh, I love it, bro. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I mean, as the co-host of this podcast, but if we didn't welcome him like he was a guest of honor every time we did the show, we would be sinning against God. Oh my gosh! I was hoping that this brother would just go on. Doesn't the Bible say give honor where honor is due? That's what it says. I was just if you have not recognized the 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 regalness, the, the 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 competence, the 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 the, the, the 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 expertise language fails to capture the brilliance of this man. If you have not recognized that, realize that on Judgment Day, God is gonna throw what I call an also statement. Right? Oh, okay. It's an also statement. He's gonna go through all the big things, and he's gonna say, "Before you leave, young man, I noted a few times you were hanging with I mean, and you didn't stop for a moment to remove your hat." And honor the grace of the grace that I have poured into his life. When you dishonored him, you dishonored me. Oh my God. I don't know if that's gonna happen, brothers and sisters, but neither do you. <laughs> and there's good reasons to believe that it might. Oh my god. Make some noise for I mean the dream. I said one time. Thank you, my brother. One time for your mind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh what an introduction. 
So we are here, uh, continuing go- going into part two of our conversation around dangerous justice, mm-hmm. and um, uh, the segue of sorts is being able to rejoice, to have eyes mm-hmm. for the kingdom, to 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 be able to put the filter over fallenness right. and see things that may not be as perceptible to those who are only sitting in the ashes. Yeah. But to see the ways in which God is rebuilding a kingdom-like existence in the lives of the people around us and hopefully by God's grace in the cultures that they create. Mm-hmm. Because there is a lot to be discouraged about, bro. Yeah. And I mean, and I have talked about this, I think particularly when the justice conversation uh, around uh, racial issues yeah, yeah, yeah. became uh, f- at the forefront in the church uh, about uh, six years ago. Yeah. So when I say the church, I don't mean like nobody in the kingdom of God was thinking about this all over the world or never has until six years ago. Right. But what I mean is the world in which we were moving in, which is the evangelical space, yes. where we share many of the same orthodox, okay, convictions. Yeah. Um, it became a conversation here. Yeah. In ways that it wasn't before. For me, just my 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 experience with issues of justice was not uh articulated uh much before about seven or eight years ago, not because I wasn't experiencing it. Right. Uh I had given myself to Doing justice in a like 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 in a communal way. Right. So we in in terms of defending those who might be being taken advantage of, uh helping to do economic justice, mm-hmm. environmental justice, mm-hmm. uh doing uh empowerment for those who might be a victim of some ungodly or unjust system. Right. That's kind of the air we breathe. I mean, that was you know. Folks have been marching for a long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, I remember seeing seeing, you know. Folks gathering around T-shirts and organizations like that's just yeah it was kind of culture right. I talk about in in the book in the last chapter on identity this uh, this experience that I had with my kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. um, who was uh, ostensibly a racist yeah uh, I, I I I have lived um, in this world and have dealt with people right uh, who did not value me for no other reason. Besides the fact that I was black, yeah, um, I have seen living in an immigrant community. Mm-hmm. I have watched uh, godless, partial, evil attitudes towards people who aren't made, that weren't born in America. Yep, um, I've I've seen uh, what kind of uh, an environment, a culture, a neighborhood can do to. Uh, the single mom. Ooh, yeah. I- I've lived all of that. Yeah. It never really became something that I thought I need to talk to other people about. Mm. I knew it was something I needed to escape, stand against. Right. But it was in the way I just lived my life. Right. Um, it was culture for me. And it still is culture for me. Yeah. Some ways I've been removed from a lot of that. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when folks start 
intersecting with status and resources. Yeah. Uh, they get further away from that's some right. of the... That's yeah. free you. Right, I mean, right. Oprah said she, she, Oprah said she wasn't free. Absolutely not. <laughs> Oprah went to go buy a purse and they said you can't afford it. Yes, that's right. The assumption was that you you can't do this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You yeah. can't afford this. Right. Uh, well, how did you assume that? What did? What about me? Was it this uh, Rolex that I was wearing right. that made you think I couldn't? Right. Oh, I know what it was. It was the, the texture of my hair. It rhymes with sin. <laughs> it rhymes with sin, brother. <laughs> so anyways, but I, I felt I, I in love for people, bro. Uh-huh. Uh, in love for a diverse audience. Uh-huh. Um, in love for seeing the kingdom of God expressed in the way that I serve my brothers and sisters. That's been my conviction for a long time. Mm-hmm. I became a lot more interested in taking what I had sort of experienced and caught through culture uh, and helped to disseminate it into helpful examples, anecdotes, yeah. uh, and resources. Right, right. Uh, so that we as the people of God uh-huh. across every ethnic um across every ethnic, racial, or national group might look like the people of God. Amen. Um, because as we have seen stated in the work of the, 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 the revolutionary Franz Fanon, who was mm-hmm. not a follower of Jesus, yeah. but after all his research, brother, mm-hmm. after all his attempts to understand yep. what does it mean to tear down a deeply divided people. Right. He came to the conclusion that we need a transcended identity, a new man. Yeah, he said a new man. It's literally the words he used. Yes. A new man. We need a new man reality. Same word. And I'm reminded by what Paul says in Ephesians chapter uh, 2. Yep. Verse 15, or sorry, verse 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, bro. And which is exactly what Fanon is talking about. Yes. The effects of the dividing wall of hostilities that we see because of the brokenness that we face. Absolutely, bro. Which also existed in first century. In first century. Yep. It's it's also important to always go back to the garden, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fall of man has laid out a blueprint for sinfulness, bro. Mm -hmm. And it will just express itself differently. There is no way, there's nowhere where you can go mm-hmm. where you're not going to find prejudicial behavior on some kind of line. Right. It may not be on racial lines. Yeah. It might be on the length of your hair. Yep. It might be the 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 what part of town this was we saw in 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 ancient Israel, what land you came from. Oh okay. Where, where were you mm-hmm. born? Yeah. That's right? what we also saw with early Europeans too. That's what we saw with Vikings. That's Absolutely. What we saw with, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You had white, you had, you had, if I could say this, Caucasian folks yes. that were prejudiced against one another because of where they were located ge- geographically. That is right. Absolutely, yeah. bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because prejudice is a it's part of it's sinfulness. It's a yeah, that's better said. Prejudice <laughs> is sinfulness. Right. That means you're gonna find it everywhere. Yeah. But wherever sinfulness is found, there is still a baseline solution. Absolutely. That works itself out in particular ways. But the baseline solution yep. that if you are bumping against the wall of hostility, which the world, by the way, is good at, mm-hmm. the world is good at pointing out the wall of hostility. Right. Hey, 
that's not right. Right. We shouldn't be treated this way. Those people shouldn't be X, Y, and Z. Yep. You don't necessarily need the Holy Spirit to understand that there is a wall of hostility that should not be there. Absolutely. But what does Paul say the baseline solution to this is? Hmm? Verse 15. Jesus responds to the wall, the wall of hostility. God responds to the wall, the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, that he might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility, and he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. Oh, oh, hold on. You don't even need to stop there. Come on, cuz. Because Paul actually goes on right after that to say, for through him we both, uh-huh. Those who are those who are who are hostile towards one Come another on, have access in one spirit to the Father. So then he go and then he goes on to say, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Wow. So Paul is, as you said. Saying we are reality. one, it's a new reality. God yes. has taken the walls of hostility down and through what he has done through his son, you are no longer essentially just, you are Gentiles, you are Jews, and we don't mix with each other, but y'all are now both citizens yes. of the family of God. And he's also telling the, 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 the Gentiles, you are no longer strangers and aliens. That's right, that's right. You're fellow citizens. Fellow citizens which means of a that new reality. Which in the kingdom, this new reality, y'all all belong to this nation. Right, 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 right. Y'all are all... Christians. Yes, yes, yes. Y'all yes. are all kingdom citizens. That's right, that's right. So regardless of whether you are Jew or Gentile. Yes. Whether, regardless of whether you are black, white, whatever you are. Right, right. Rich, poor, right. male, female. Y'all are all, there's one new man. Yes. One new citizenship under this new nation that we are a part of, which yeah. is the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. I think that we cannot overstate how important that reality is to the Lord, bro. Yeah, man. I've mentioned before, but I'll say it again. You know the high priestly prayer in John 17 when Jesus is saying the means he's praying to God. We're getting the eavesdrop on the conversation. Mm. And he says, Lord, let them be one. Yeah. How, Jesus? Like the way that I'm one with you. How we are a part of an agenda. We're on a mission that transcends everything else. This doesn't mean we're not involved in other stuff. You're still a car carpenter, Jesus. You're still a son. Yes. You're still a brother. Yes. You're still a Jewish man in the ancient All your Near other East. Identities your still identities exist. are there, but there is a greater mission on top of that. Even and sometimes there's going to be a little bit of conflict. Yep. Jesus is at the temple. They've all went down to Jerusalem. Yeah. Jesus in the temple. He's 13 years old. He's teaching the word. Blase, blase, blah. There's uh the, the family leaves, he's still teaching. Yeah. They're like, yo, where's Jesus? We are an hour outside the city. Days where is later. this man? <laughs> Days later, where is he? Oh, he's still back in, in, in town. Right. They go back, like, what are you doing? He said, Oh, have you not heard? Yes, I am a member of this family, and I love to be a member of this family, but don't get it twisted. My father 
has <laughs> another agenda for me that sometimes I have to, oh. I got to choose it over my familial responsibilities. Oh, say there that, you have it, bro. That boy preaching now. I got a familiar, I have a family, I have a blood responsibility on this earth to travel with y'all to Jerusalem and leave and go somewhere else. Get this man a handkerchief. He preaching now. But wipe his forehead. <laughs> wipe it. I am taking tithes and offerings, but all big bills. Oh my Don't gosh. bring no he ones up here. Beads of hundred dollar bills are for the, the kingdom. Beads of exegesis <laughs> sweating down that forehead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you're exegeting, boy. Hey. Go ahead, no, well, Go ahead, brother. This I'm is good. good. This I'm is good. A, this good. is encouraging. This is encouraging. There's there's a moment where yeah. a good identity uh-huh. is still qualified. Sometimes overshadowed and ultimately your destiny yeah Mm -hmm. and what i'm saying is bro like this is what this new reality means for us bro this is that when the when the 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 two become one it's not that we erase who we are yeah but who we are is raptured into a much more brilliant reality bro right it shows the, the the brilliance of God, the the the, the means by which He uh, spreads His glory through the the the, the different experiences, the oh. different tongues, the the, right. the different emphasis right. that you may find from culture and uh, to culture. All of that is brought into this kingdom. Yeah. And again, I went on a long rabbit trail, but brothers and sisters, this is not a to fail to do this is not a small thing. Yes. To fail to realize this uh-huh. is not a small thing. It's so not a small thing, Meansy, that Jesus says the, the most convincing, this is John 17, uh-huh. he says that when my people are one, yeah. the world knows that you sent me. Right. Hey, fam, no Jesus being sent, no salvation, right. no kingdom, no glory. Right. Okay, right. the, the, the whole, you know, salvation project right. hinges on Jesus being sent. Yeah. And people knowing and believing that, Jesus says that the world will know that right. profoundly in his high priestly prayer, bro. He didn't yeah. say along the way that they pray, the way that they evangelize, the way that they, uh, uh, you know, serve the poor. Even right. those things are very, very important. Yes. But he says the gospel witness hinges in a special way yeah on the unity that is within the community yeah. yeah 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 and if the community of saints are not unified we are in trouble absolutely we are in deep trouble yeah this is that's that's the when you talk about Jesus in John 17 saying the way that the the world will know that you sent me is by unity and community right right right, right? right that's right, basically right. what he is saying yeah that's that's why it is so. Uh, th- th- that's the reason why it is so discouraging and bad that we see so much polarization within Christianity right now. Yeah, because that polarization is largely based upon our loyalties outside of the scriptures. Yes. So the polarization that we see within Christianity is largely political. Yes, it is largely due to Christians holding political positions. Yes. And towing a line of their own political party or partisanism that's causing them to disagree with one another at 
in when it comes to certain things, especially as we talk about uh, the racial issues in America. Sure. And this is why the one new man is so important. Right. Because if the one new man unifies under proper biblical ethics, then you don't have to be afraid that when Christians are bringing up things that are happening in culture and society that are biased or right. that are unjust, as the Bible would say, or, or is not really... Um, Walking in a way in which God would see as justice and equality, right. which I know is also now a bad word. Which is insane. You do not have to be afraid that you saying something like this is Marxist or right, communist right, or right. whatever. Because my loyalty is not to a political agenda that would make that slippery slope such a fear right, right. that I cannot actually talk about the realities of what is happening in God's world right, right. in a way in which we bring the biblical ethics of what it means for us to be a one new man to the situation. Absolutely. And so, good, I, I mean. and, I, and I think that the partisanism, the hyper-partisanism and polarization that we see ourselves in, I, I think that that's, the, that's what's happening is that yeah. we are not seeing ourselves under the banner of the one new man we are seeing ourselves under the banner of political parties yes. or political loyalties or, or even racial or ra loyalties or, or racial and, loyalties and, and, too and, 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 and i say that to my own brothers and sisters yes, that's my, black own and kins white, my own kinsmen according Brown to the flesh yes. my own kinsmen according to the flesh that's the message that i have for them too is that we can also start to uh coalesce around our own skin color yes and then start pushing away our white brothers and sisters in Christ who are allies or who could become allies if we were patient and long-suffering with them the way that Scripture tells us to be. Right, right, right. Not in a way in which we are tossing our pearls before swine. Sure, sure. Jesus makes it clear you're wasting your time doing stuff like that. Right, People right. People don't want to learn. Right, right. Um, but I think that we have to also remember that I love being black. I'm unashamed of being black. Yeah. But I do want to remember that my blackness is not superior to what it means for me to be a part of the kingdom of God That's in right. which my white and Latin and Native American and, and Asian yes, yeah. and I mean we can go down the line, right. brothers and sisters in Christ are also a part of. Right. That my blackness is not uh that is not something that I'm trying to raise my banner around and then and then kind of circle the wagons to kind of cut it off around that. Sure, sure. Put up barriers and, and borders around that's that. That's right, that's right. Um, and so I want to make sure that we are talking about that one new man. Yes, That yes. one new man that includes our blackness. Sure, sure. But our one new man that doesn't stop at our blackness and our blackness or your whiteness or you being Latino or, what, or Asian or whatever is not a qualification. Sure, sure. What is a qualification is that you have repented and thrown yourself on, upon bro. the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ so that we are all one nation under and, him. And haven't we tried historically everything else. We have. It doesn't work. It has not worked. Listen, white we nationalism tried, doesn't work. It, we, we, Black it, it, nationalism doesn't work. Yes. It doesn't work. It doesn't it work, It usually bro. leads to violence. Yes. Uh, uh, cannibalism. Cannibal we begin to eat each other alive. Man. Whenever you try to island off your race, you all will begin to consume one you another. You see that with white folks. People always, black people can see that. You, you know how, how that happens when, when white folks become allies and black folks that, and white folks that don't want them to become allies start saying you're a race traitor. Right, right, You're right. an in lover. This is what's happening during civil, civil, civil rights movement and stuff sure. like that. But then you also saw it with black folks. Yes, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's why right. are you talking to these white people? Why are you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like anytime, like you said, we try to corner off our race, we start cannibalizing each other, That's bro. right, bro. It doesn't it work. It doesn't work. It's not the way that God has designed us to live amongst one another which is why if we try to do it out of order, we right. will destroy ourselves. Right, right, right. Absolutely. It's not, how Absolutely. It's not how he designed it. It's just not how God designed for us to operate. No, bro. no, no, there, no, there, no. There is indeed a, a, 
there's a an advantage to the kingdom, bro. Oh yeah. That you're giving, we're, we're introducing something that we know mm-hmm. by the power of God works. Yeah. And we can resist that mm-hmm. because of our discomfort. Yeah. Now let me tell you this, King. I mentioned in the last episode that if you can build a muscle, don't take time. Say that. It is never going to be as strong as you like it to be. But if you can build a muscle, bro, that when you hear something that makes you feel uncomfortable, makes you maybe you might feel implicated, you may get makes you feel suspicious, right? If you hear that in your first reaction to the discomfort, you're not wrong for feeling the discomfort. But if your first reaction isn't, this cannot be for me. Right. There must not be something for me to, to, to glean, learn. If you can learn, you can work that muscle, that your first reaction after, even if it's not a reaction, even if your first reaction is, I, this must not be for me, yeah. but you don't stay there. You say, hold on a second. I believe the Spirit of God is active, alive, and indwelling His people. This person is a kingdom citizen. Perhaps there is something here that I might be missing. Mm-hmm. Fam, I, I hate to sound worldly, worldly right here, but every billionaire you know worked that muscle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm. He worked that muscle of, I am uncomfortable. This doesn't make sense. I want to leave and or I am uncomfortable. This makes us all feel out of place, but we're going to stick it out a little bit. We're going to see if there might be a solution through all of this. We were able to strike up partnerships. We were able to get, able to uh, find different, you know, means by which we can break past the walls that divide us. It is through that kind of unified effort that wealth is built. Right. Entrepreneurship requires that muscle. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Uh Uh-huh. Now, we get that in the world. Right. But fam, that, that that also is... Apply that also applies to growth, bro. Right. You cannot grow without discomfort. Without discomfort. And when the discomfort says leave, we talked about that today at the gym today. That typically when you start to feel really tired, you still, you're just, you're about 50% at that point. Yeah. Even though it feels like there's nothing left in the tank. We're talking to my homie Eric today at the gym. He was talking about he used to do cross country and how the first miles were the hardest. And you're thinking, if this first mile was hard, I got to do five more. Five miles. Five more of these. I might as well quit now. But if you just can go past the hump of the initial discomfort, you will find on the other side a reservoir of strength, energy, and effectiveness that you would have never been able to taste if you quit in the first mile. Right. Message. That's how life works, King. Right. And we know that. Right. Everyone on this podcast, that's listening to this podcast right now, knows exactly what I'm talking about. Right. You have, you have stories in your life about that very thing being the case. Yeah. But that is also how unity works within the community. Yeah. It works the exact same way. I have to get past the initial shock. Now, let me qualify. We're not asking people. Uh, there's a difference when you're working out and it hurts. Yep. And then there's discomfort. Those and are two different things. Those are two different things. Yes. We're not asking we people. We always say if people are working out and it hurts, stop immediately. Stop. Right. <laughs> That's, That's right. your body saying stop. <laughs> yes. Right. 
Yes. But if it's just, if it's com- just hard. If it's just hard, though. Hard it's just and hurting are different. Two things. We two are not, things. We're not telling people to, to give yourself to be abused right. by people that are committed to their ignorance. Yes. I'm not saying that at all. Absolutely. But we are saying <laughs> that it is supposed to be hard. Right. But it's worth it. Yeah. I think about Micah. Mm-hmm. Chapter uh, six, six, verse eight, verse eight. Uh, a very popular verse that was uh, irrefutable for about two years. Uh, and then, then the the the, the exegetes came in uh, with their, their their brains, and because it wasn't the spirit of God, but the, with with the, the 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 size of their brains, and they came in and tried to say this verse doesn't mean what it is saying plainly. But let's just read it one more time to be reminded of this simple truth from the prophet Micah. Okay? Set it up. Here we are in Micah chapter 6 where uh, the people of God have fallen out with God. Things are not good. Uh, And the people feel it. Which we could talk about that for a long time, bro. Right, right, right. We feel distance from God. Yeah, we know we're out of step. And they're asking, God, how do we bridge the gap? Yeah. Their first reaction is the kind of stuff that I would think about. You got a, you in a kind of argument with your, your, your spouse or you really dropped the ball? You won't... You, the ring needs to be bigger, bro. bro I need you, to turn you, it up. I need to get, get mad two, flowers. Three carrots, you know what I'm mad saying? Mad flowers, two, three carrots. I need to make sure all these dishes Steak, is done. Lobster, all the laundry, you in there cooking. She come whatever. home. The jazz music is on. You got a glass of wine. You got her apron on. You got her apron on. You, you got a little, little bit of that soft jazz playing in the background. You got the bath ready. Oh, hey, honey. Yeah. I'm uh, just throwing up a T-bone steak for you and a butterfly lobster with a honey butter on And lemon top. pepper quiche. <laughs> Start sounding like you on a chef That's show. That's right, and the scallop to die for. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, anyways, uh-huh. you want to, you, you mess up big. Yeah. You want to do something big to make up for that. That's actually sound thinking. Yeah. And this is what the people of God are saying in this passage. Yes. We have, we are in trouble. We blown it. We have blown it. The ball has dropped. I think we overshot the street. it. Yeah. <laughs> we overshot it. We overshot it. <laughs> And folks are like, well, maybe we should do some kind of, you know, should we like sacrifice one of our children? I mean, what what, what would he like? Does right. he want us to do some sort of massive festival where yeah. we have a big banner with Yahweh written across it? We're going to fry up some turkey legs. You know, it's lamb back then. All right, so we're going to get some lamb. Some fried lamb. We're going to saute that lamb with a big, with a, gar- a garlic honey bro- uh, <laughs> Hey, bro, we're going to take that lamb, we go, bro. We're going we go, we go, we to saute that lamb up on a bed of frankincense. That's right. We're, <laughs> we're reverse sear it. You know what I'm saying? And Micah's like, if you want to do something big for God, right? something huge, let me show you what you got to do. Yeah. You got to do something simple. Simple is huge in the kingdom. That's why, and we will feel it on judgment day, bro. We'll feel it in the kingdom. That the greats in the kingdom are not going to be the greats. Bro, on I'm telling you, the they're gram, not going to be bro. this whole theo- They're not going to be the biggest theologians, you know. Nah. They're not going. to... I'm telling you, man. They're going to nah. be the church mother that was taken in orphans. They're going to be. Sister yeah, it's going to be Sister Bonnie's. Yeah. That's, that's at our church. It's going to be Deacon Mike's. That that was at our church. Yes, bro. It's going to be. I'm telling you, man. Jesus wasn't playing, bro. Yeah. Does those that y'all think are the least? Oh, oh, these are great. Heaven knows their name, bro. If you want. Greatness in this life, it is found in simple obedience. This is what Micah says to the people of God. You want to do something big? 
This is what he says. 6 verse 8. He says, he already told you what is good. Here y'all are at the drawing board. Uh-huh. Trying to figure it out. Strategizing. Yeah. Trying to up the budget. What about thousands of rams? <laughs> no? Thousands of rivers of oil. No? No? You don't want, no? Firstborn for my transgressions? No? Because I don't even the like The fruit Johnny. of my body for the sin of my soul? Because he's, I, I tell you one thing. He is a pain in my butt. He said the fruit of that's my what it, body. That's what they say. That's what oh, the scripture you're says. Right. That is right. Literally what it says. Yes. What should I give him? I am willing to give up my the own fruit of my seed. body for the sin of my soul. I will take KBJ to the mountain right now. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're saying. And I think that God in some ways is seeing through that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it reminds me of dudes. It reminds me of like growing up in the hood yeah. where that, that hothead, mm -hmm. we've talked about several on this show that we grew oh, up I'm, with. Oh, I'll go to jail right today. now. I'll today. Go, man, I was talking to one of my As soon as the police show up here in the back of the car what? sniffling. Nah, that's right. <laughs> about to tell on everybody. Bro, it's so funny. A funny story. <laughs> I almost cost me and I mean our lives by accident. I don't think you even know about this. Okay. One day, what? you and I in my Stratus RT. Uh-huh. Gave a cousin, a, a, the boyfriend of a cousin of mine, a ride downtown. He had to go somewhere I don't downtown. remember this. Okay. You're in the back seat. I'm in the driver's seat, obviously, because uh -huh. I'm driving the car. Right. This man has something in his hand that I thought was maybe sunflower seeds. In fact, I knew it wasn't sunflower seeds, but my heart was saying, Lord, please, please let, let it be sunflower seeds. The barbecue kind. Please, Lord. He had barbecue crack rocks that in his hand. That man had crack cocaine. <laughs> About seven rocks. I in did his not head. know that. I did not know that, bro. I did, I, I think I never told you. Yeah, how irresponsible. My, see, Southside Rabbi, this is the first. Y'all are finding this out for the first time, yes, just like bro, I am. I never said anything about never told this. me. All right, bro. I'm as I'm dry. So I'm looking over there. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is crack. That is crack. We are in the car together with a felon who has crack, and I'm driving <laughs> him to make a drug deal. I am a transporter, bro. Okay, I'm Franklin Saints' right-hand man right now. Ooh, you a cocaine yeah, cowboy. <laughs> wow. Bro, and I'm talking to myself, and this dude was a scary dude, bro. Uh -huh. I never wanted to cross him, and when he called me to need a ride, I was like, Sure. Yeah, where, where are you? Tyrone Mall, I'm on my way. I'm in Clearwater right now, but I need to be picked up on my way, I brother. Got it. Now, listen, I ain't got no, I, I ain't going to give you no gas money. That's okay. <laughs> I talked to him about Jesus, though. Yeah. It didn't stick because he was on his way to take all of us to a drug deal, okay? So this man is counting the rocks in his hand, and I'm sitting there freaking out, bro. I am freaking out. I don't know what, I, 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 I'm like, Lord, please, I'm not going to confront him. If I kick him out the car, he's literally going to shoot me in, I mean. Uh, but brother, this, this story went way too long. The point no, of this okay. is going to be a lot shorter. Anyways, uh, we pulled up to a light and the police officer pulled it right next to us, bro. I see, and I'm in the back. windows down. I am in the back, ignorant as a bug. Bro, and this man is at perfect peace with, with, with 12 next to him in a handful of rocks. Perfect peace. I think he feels... Covered by my righteousness. My man said, He was like, God ain't gonna let nothing happen to us today. Because I'm riding with his soldier today. <laughs> I'm riding with God's soldier today. So 12 ain't got nothing on me today. I gotta start doing this more often. No. I gotta start taking these Christian boys on these drug deals more often. The Lord will go before me, behind me, and beside me. Let's say, do I walk through the <laughs> valley of the shadow of death? I will not fear 12. Because <laughs> God is with these brothers next to me. 
That's what he was thinking. Bro, you a wild, bro. <laughs> Anyways, we ended up dropping him off. But I remember that dude said one time, uh, we were driving another time. And he said, man, I, I just, uh, man, I'm so mad right now. I was like, man, what happened, bro? He said, man, uh, I got in a fight with this dude, man. And he had this, this golf club. And I didn't care about no golf club. I'll take a golf club. I, a golf, golf club don't mean nothing to me, bro. So I was going to go knock him out anyways. But then he pulled out a gun. And I was like, bro. I had a gun, I would have killed him, bro. He said, I just did 10 years. I'll do another 10. Easy. Then he started talking about how crazy he is <laughs> and how he was willing to do anything to show that he will not be disrespected. I'll fight you at Home Depot. I'll, I'll fight, fight you at the police precinct. I'll, I'll fight, fight you at Walmart. And CVS, Smoothie King, Planet Smoothie, the gym, the boxing gym, the wrestling gym, <laughs> jujitsu. Anyway, you. <laughs> I fight you downtown, At the Apple uptown, uptown, East Tampa, West, West Tampa, Tampa, Southside St. Pete, Apple Store, <laughs> uh, Microsoft Store, anywhere you need to go, a kiosk that makes hats that has slogans on it, I'll fight you there. I'll fight you anywhere you want to retire shop, a retirement home, anywhere you want to go, I will do it. Yes, I will. Sushi place, every, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, I'll give you two to roll of five knuckles. Whatever you need, I will do it anywhere you want to be. Bruh. I will be there. Yes. And we talk like Court that. Courthouse, drug house. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Trap uh, house. White house. Your house. Your white house. Your white house. Your white house. <laughs> Oval office. Congress. State capitol. Yes. Oh, the Smithsonian. <laughs> Anyways, bro. All right. Sorry. The point is, I think that Micah was perceptive enough. God was perceptive enough to know that we often, in ego, will will flare up like, man, I'll do anything, bro. I'm telling you, man. What you want to do? That is so true. God knows. And what Micah says is that God ain't looking for none of that. It don't take all of that. But it actually takes something that is bigger than all of that. Yes. Micah says... He has told you already what is good. What does the Lord require of you? To do justice, to love kindness or mercy, mm-hmm. and walk humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. Brothers and sisters, sisters, this is consistent with the character of God. Understand, the Old Testament is a masterclass in what God is like. Oh, yeah. With analogies in real time, bro. What does he abhor? What does he love? What does he celebrate? Right? Yep. That's what the Old Testament is. Remember, Jesus says that his coming was to show us the Father. Yeah. So we have access to the Father and we lean into the Old Testament because in the Father, in the Old Testament, you get a HD mm-hmm. master class on this God in whom Christ Jesus has united us to. Remember that Jesus is called the exegete of the Father, meaning that Jesus explains the Father to us in how he lives his life. He is the image, as Paul says in Colossians, he is the visible image of the invisible Invisible God. God. Amen. Who is God? What is God like? God looks like Jesus. God looks like this presence that we see so profoundly in the Old Testament, New Testament too, but in the Old Testament in particular. Psalms 89, 14, righteousness and justice, okay? 
Righteousness and justice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you, O oh God. Mm-hmm. Whatever the culture is talking about, whatever we saw, many of us was happening in Tennessee. Yes, the Tennessee we, Three. A, I, a, a, a lot of those speeches that that came out of those brothers' uh, uh, time for, uh, protesting, mm-hmm. uh, we could rock with. A good bit of it. Mm-hmm. Not all, all right. of it, but a good bit of Definitely it. Definitely not all of it. But what is clear is that there are all kinds of imaginations of what justice is in this world. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of interpretations of what justice is in this world. Right. If you just come to the table and say, we do justice. With no explanation, you may find yourself in all kinds of spaces. Right. Marching, waving flags. <laughs> you might find yourself waving a pink and baby blue flag and a pink, white, baby blue flag. Yeah, uh, 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 a rainbow flag, a green, yellow, yes. and all kind of flags. Yes. And I'm going to leave the details of this conversation to my book. Yeah. But I do want to say this, because me and Amin kind of picked up on this this, this, this week mm-hmm. uh, when we... Uh, did some leadership training in uh in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Fam. Yes. The world has a lot of interpretations of what they mean by what is meant when they say justice, social justice. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. But let me give you these two things, and I'm gonna bounce past this to me mm-hmm. to break down what Micah 6 mm-hmm. 8 is talking about. Let me see you these two quick things. Number one. Christianity may be losing cultural ground and that people aren't just using the Christian slogans anymore. Right, right. Christendom. Yeah, the Christendom. Mm -hmm. But realize that you come from a legacy of Christian history that is replete, that is rich, that is heavy laden. Justice conversation, bro. Oh, a- amen. The, the the phrase social justice, you can you can trace that all the way back to the patristics, bro. Yes. You can see early church writing about using the phrase yeah. social justice. Right. Okay. Or social holiness. And then Wesley, John yep. Wesley, gives Christians, which I which I prefer, I actually prefer yeah, I like that, that over social like justice. That. Yeah. The, the the phrase social holiness, because what we see in Matthew 25. Is that your social, your excuse me, your societal behavior has a lot to do with whether you ever believed in Jesus or not? Absolutely. Let me say that one more time. He's not spirit. Jesus is not spiritualizing Matthew twenty-five at about, all about coming to visit folks in jail, right? Feeding, clothing, right? He's not spiritualizing that passage. If you want to use any kind of. Uh, ambiguous, uh, if you if, put it like this, if you want to use any kind of metaphorical lens looking at that text, right. it can only be said that Jesus is concerned about people who are vulnerable. That's it, yeah. How you treated people that were vulnerable. Absolutely. And this is what we saw in the Old Testament. Christopher writes Old Testament ethics for the people of God. Which if is a you great have book. not read that book. You have to get it. Please, especially if you're most, like, what is happening in the Old Testament? One of the most impactful books I've ever read about the Old Testament, especially in regards to justice. And he's not just talking about justice. Absolutely. But he's talking about the Old Testament. Fam, let me be honest and, with y'all. Let me be honest with y'all. I, 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 am, I think that there are some serious problems with liberation theology. Uh-huh. Uh, there obviously are some things about liberation theology that would, that would intersect with some of the things that I believe. Right. But I have read 
almost nothing from James Cone ever in my life. I'm I, it, I am not here to make any statements about James Cone. Right, right. Uh, I'm 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 willing to if you want to talk about it. Right, because there are some <laughs> things I would praise and some things I would say. No, sir. Right. Most of what I've thought about in terms of liberating theology, not right. liberation theology, right. but liberating theology, right. theology that means liberation for people. Right. Uh huh. I was introduced to from Pastor Darrell Williamson yep. and Christopher Wright yes. in Old Testament ethics. Yes. Okay. Not James Cone. Not James Cone. Not Cone. saying nothing, but again, not bashing. We can talk but James we, Cone. But Christopher Wright yeah. and Darrell Williamson. Yeah, that's what I see that. What I, what I am saying yeah. is it became undeniable right. looking at the thing, the, the, the main way that Israel worshiped God was through what they did socially. Exactly. What kind of, here's the word, Programs do you have right. for people mm -hmm. who are trying to integrate into this new, yeah. into these, this this yeah. people of God community? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about? How do y'all treat them? Yeah. What, bro? Down yeah. to stuff like your the, the way that you worked your farmland. Literally, God is telling the children of Israel, "Hey, when you guys are gleaning your fields, leave some stuff on the edges yes. for the widow and the orphan." Yes, brother. That's what he's he's commanding. It. It's a yes. command. Yes, yes. And yes. I think that again, like I've always said, man, uh, American capitalism. We would have looked. Cats would have looked back at y'all and said, but this is not their field. That's right. Can't they go get their own field? Isn't this gonna, is it, shouldn't they go get their own field? Yes. Why are they being lazy? Why do I have to give them stuff out of what I have actually went out here and sowed right, right, and right. then reaped right. and, and, and my, my, my option has done this yes. and now they get to just benefit. Aren't I enabling them from, it didn't seem like God was worried about that. He didn't care about that at all. He what he cared say, about was your holiness yes, and how you reflect him. Treating people and how you reflect him. How do you look like God, not how you first yes. build the most wealth and possible? And is God also not providing for the vulnerable? Ooh. And if he is, that means that you should be providing for the vulnerable. God is commanding this to the children of Israel. And guess what? If they did not do it, they would be being what? Disobedient. They were being disobedient, bro. It was an issue of spirituality. How they treated people was a spiritual and issue. And if you try to take that into now, folks will be like, God, that sounds like welfare. Yeah. Wow. That's what they'll say. Wow, wow, that wow. That sounds wow. like welfare. Yeah. We're paying for their stuff. Yes. And I think that God would say, it is welfare. <laughs> the welfare for the vulnerable. Because the vulnerable should be taken care of. Yes. Now, I, God says other things about the vulnerable not being enabled and sure. laziness. Yes. That's why We're not mapping welfare. To, we're not saying Lyndon Johnson's welfare. No. We're just talking about the idea right. that I believe in some ways. I know yeah. I'm, I'm walking on thin ice, but I believe what inspired right. folks to try to think through how do we have something that lifts those who are falling through the cracks. Yes, and I can hear Christian saying right now, yeah. oh, well, you guys are talking about something. Well, you guys are talking about welfare. The Bible makes it very clear that we should be giving on our own accord. We shouldn't be forced to give. Right, right, right. And I'm saying, well, that sounds kind of funny that you say that because God was forcing the children of Israel <laughs> to give. And you know why God did it? Because he knew that our sinful, wicked hearts would not want to do wow. it on our own accord, bro. That's why y'all are right now, 2023, making arguments for why we shouldn't have to give. <laughs> Except for when we feel like it, which to you is almost never. Wow. If I can be honest. Wow, 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 wow. So, so and let me just let me sharpen let me sharpen that point too, Mainzy. The idea of God, the, the idea that God has given the children of Israel, uh, Old Testament ethics in general, okay? Yes. That the big way in which they worship him, how they show their devotion to him, that they honor him, right. is how they take care of their neighbors and yes. particularly their vulnerable. vulnerable neighbors, right? Is to rub against the inclination in you 
to be so individualistic, mm -hmm. to be so focused on me and mine that you forget that God isn't just focused on you and yours. He is focused on everybody. World, everybody. Right? And God does his part daily by giving oxygen, water, food, shelter, uh, keeping hearts beating, all those kinds of things. God is mercifully pouring out resources on those who love him or not, okay? Yes. And a part of the ways in which God resources humanity is through the hands of his people. That was the idea from Adam and Eve, brother, that you all would be hands, feet, eyes, noses, smiles, hugs, yes. gifts, resources, defenses, all of the things that I don't do because I'm not incarnate here, <laughs> right? I am, but you are incarnational. Right. In that my character is being showed through your behavior as a main way, a primary way that you are identified as the people of God and help to take care of God's world. And that's going to rub against my heart that doesn't want to do any of that stuff. I want to keep driving at the light. I want to keep my money to myself. I have, by God's grace, been able to earn a little bit of money, brother. Uh -huh. I still feel just as poor as I right. was mm -hmm. when I was making $5,000 a year, yeah. bro. That's the poor man's plight. I, I, I'm, I'm stuck in it. I'm right. like, how do, I can, how do I not feel poor? My wife gave some money to the school that my kids go to, and I almost had a heart attack on the ride home, bro. I was, I'm about to crash this car. It's over. He said, what is my, what, we earn money to give it away? I was like, yes, but not that much at one time, baby girl. Goodness gracious. What are we going to do? <laughs> but you're right. But what I'm saying is, but bro, transformation is on the other side of that muscle where you even act against what your sensibilities. I'm oh. not talking about your discernment. I'm saying what feels natural becomes supernatural, meaning Woo! the natural feelings that you have bring about a supernatural transformation Woo! when you confront those natural things with the revelation of God. Yes. That's how it happens. How do I become generous? Yes. I'm stingy. I'm a stingy person. Yes. How do I become a generous person? Well, it's not waiting until I don't feel stingy yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's pushing against your stinginess. It's pushing against your stinginess. It's, yes. Uh, one it's, yeah, one more ahead. example. Dog. I'm, I'm going to throw you Micah no, 6, bro. Please. I'm looking at Job 31. Please read. We love that verse when we think about when, when, in context of fighting pornography. When, when Job says in verse 1, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. Mm -hmm. All right? Get that, amen, we love that, covenant eyes, whatever other filters you have. When we talk about, you know, being pure in the way that we honor our sisters by not objectifying them uh, to our own carnal pleasures, okay? Mm -hmm. Then you jump down to verse 5. He says, if I have walked with falsehood or my foot is hurried after deceit, another very, spirit, very invisible thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, Deceit is often not... Obvious. It's not like you write out or say, "Hey, I'm about to deceive you." The whole I think the whole thing with deceit is that it's very stealth, it's invisible. And he is saying, "Y'all may not be able to pull tapes tapes on me. There's no records. Right. I have. I know what's going on in my heart, and I'm telling you, in my heart, I have not been one who has leaned towards deceit yeah. or falsehoods. Right? I haven't lied. Right? I haven't been a liar. And then it turns more than invisible when your feet actually rush and do something deceitful. Right, right, right. He says, "Neither have I in my heart, or through with the words of my mouth, said lying uh, things that were false, or have I been deceitful in running into being a part of things that that pulled the wool over somebody's eyes." Mm -hmm. Verse six. 
He said, let God weigh me in honest scales and he will know that I am blameless. If my steps have turned from the path, if my heart has been led by my eyes or if my hands have been defiled, then may others eat what I've sown and may my, my crops be uprooted. Me, basically what he's saying is, may judgment fall on me mm-hmm. if I'm not the spiritual man that y'all think that I am. Right, right. Then he says, if my heart has, enticed, has been enticed by a woman or I have lurked at my neighbor's door, then may my wife grind another man's grain and may other men sleep with her. He's saying, brother, if I am imagining myself with my neighbor's wife. Right, right. And acting on it. Right. Both are problematic. Both, both are bad. That's who I am, a right. man of fantasies. Never right. forget, a man of fantasies is a dangerous man. Yeah. If that's who I am, essentially, then may somebody take my wife, Right. The way that I'm thinking about taking yes. somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Then he says, so this is all stuff that we all rock with. Right. Not being deceitful, telling the truth. These things fit within the evangelical structure that we uh, um, deal in. Right. The, the things that we, we were discipled in. Right. Mainly. Right. And these things are very, very important. Mm-hmm. Your lust, your lying, your deceit, your, uh, you know, your, your, your kind of... Um, uh, having a secret life of thoughts and inclinations that you're not confessing. Mm-hmm. That's what he's dealing with. But then there's another like 20 verses. Right. After he talks about those spiritual things. Yep. And some of them read like this. Don't read all of them. Just read some of them like, like re- read them. What's equal to the evil that I have done in those kinds of things. The stuff that we in evangelicalism love to talk about, we need to stop doing. Right, right, to, right, right. We need to examine ourselves for. Yes. and amen, praise God. And we yes. stop there, though. Yes, yes. Because Job keeps going. Job says, here's a picture of righteousness. The righteous is important to God, the most righteous man that had lived at the time. He says, verse 16, if I have denied the desires of the poor or let the eyes of the widow grow weary, I'm seeing this widow suffering. I don't care. Yep. If the poor who desire safety, and it was in my power to do something about it. Look at this. Yep. Verse 17. If I have kept my bread to myself. If I've eaten my morsel alone. Eaten my morsel alone. Not sharing it with who I mean. Yep. The fa- and the fatherless have not eaten it. That's what he says. If I have kept all my food and not shared it with those who don't have daddies. He said, but from my youth, I have reared them as, but from my youth, I have reared them as a father would. And from my birth, I guided the widow. He says, since before I even had resources, I, was doing I cared about those who are outside of resources. Yep. If I have seen anyone perish for a lack of clothing or the needy without garments and their hearts did not bless me for warming them with the fleece from my sheep. Oh, please. Uh, hold on, King. Now we're talking. Now, now we hold on, Yahweh. Hold on. Now you're God. talking about cutting the fleece off of my sheep <laughs> to give them clothes. What happens if my kids need clothes? Yahweh will provide it. Verse 21. Why can't they get their own sheep? Here, brother, brother, I'm going to read a couple more and I'm going to bounce past it. If I have raised my hand against the fatherless, knowing that I had influence in court, then let my arm fall from my shoulder. Brothers and sisters, that knowing I had influence with court in court speaks to being able to being able to defend someone in matters of the city or the state for us, in which the state could buy bad. Policy mm-hmm. could take advantage of this 
vulnerable person yep. if I didn't see that and then move my weight around in the courts to defend them? Brothers and sisters, this could have been about all kinds of things. This could have been about, about them being accused of something they didn't actually do. Yep. This could be them being treated unfairly, not given due process because they are poor and forgotten. Yep. They are widowed without power. They are fatherless. Job is saying that righteousness, which in turn God is saying that righteousness means using your influence in the carnal setting, in the worldly setting, to see the justice of God ex executed for those who are needy. Not that's that. righteousness, King. That's, just, that's what Job says. That's, that's the scriptures, bro. I, I, I mean, I don't. I, how do you get I, around it? I, I don't. Personal holiness. Social holiness. Yes. Then it gets back to matters of the heart about trusting his gold and his own wealth. Yeah. It's all there, bro. Yeah, bro. Yes. Job is giving a holistic picture of what it looks like for a man to be integral and holy in the sight of God. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. And, and, and let me just pause for a second and say, I know there's a lot of people in our audience that are like, yes, I'm in. I'm all for it. But I'm not living that as I should. They're, on a, they're not saying, do I do it? They're not saying, do I have... I think the majority of our audience is not saying... Why should I care? No. They're saying, why don't I care more? Yes. And let me just say to you, dear brother, dear sister, that I am right there with you. All of us. Why don't I care more? This is what God is like. Why am I so unlike him? Give yourself, first of all, to the completed work of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has done all those things perfectly on your behalf for your standing in eternity so that mm -hmm. you might then grow out of that and become year by year, sermon by sermon, podcast by podcast, dollar given by dollar given, community meeting by community meeting, more like the Lord Jesus Christ mm. and the character of his father. Mm -hmm. We're moving that way. We're not talking about perfection. Right. We're talking about direction. Not perfection, but right. direction. Amen. I mean, please take us home. With breaking down Micah. No, yeah. I mean, six. again, I think that you've already said a lot of great things regarding Micah 6 that God is saying, hey, man, y'all do not have to do all these extravagant things in order to, you know, please me. But you have to do th something that is simple. But as we always say, simple is not always easy. Don't mean it's easy. Simple and easy are two different things. But it is simple. He has told you, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God, right? Um, and again, to do justice, a proper relationship with God involves a proper relationship with one's neighbor. That's what we just said, yeah. right? And so God is saying, you cannot have a proper relationship with me yes. and not have a proper relationship with your neighbor. Yeah. And that justice, even in that passage is mispot, meaning, you know, judgment, correct judgment, even in legal cases, but it goes further beyond that. Doing what is right, giving what is due and deserved to someone. Right. If, 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 if. And it, that the, word mishpas is used for the in the with the Levitical priests. Yes, I'll say that. Yeah, the Levitical priests. The they if if the people of God didn't bring them food to eat, they wouldn't have food to eat. Yep. Not bringing the food to the Levitical priests. The Levitical priests was called a failure of justice. It was. It says do mishpat, give them justice by giving them. Food. Yes. Because it's due to them. It's due to them. Yeah. It, it, I love that you pointed that out because, yes, it gets also back to giving what is due. Right. And I think that what God gets at here by doing justice is he's, kill, he's telling us very clearly that there are things that are due to your neighbors. Yes, 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 that yes. That if you don't give it to them, 
you are sinning. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sure. I think that Job is a great picture of this. Right, right. If I see people that are 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 that need clothes, and I look, I'm looking at them, and I have them, and I say, man, I hope they get them from somebody else, and I just drive off my chariot. <laughs> I am not doing justice, man. Right, right. If I see that, or or if I I'm looking at them, what they they need clothes, and I'm looking at my thousands of sheep back there. I can clear, even if I, and Joe makes a case that like, hey, I was doing this before I had thousands of sheep, straight right? Up, so up. like, if I'm, or if I'm, if I'm eating my, my bread and I'm looking at this individual and I'm like, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you. Uh, I am not giving to them what is due. Right. And I think that that says a lot about what we feel like in these political climates, man. Right, 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 right. Because some political agendas will tell you that people that are vulnerable are not do anything right, right. because they're lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yep. is not what the scriptures say, my yeah, brother. Yeah, uh-uh, uh-uh. The scripture, when it talks about laziness, is always talking about the person. It's talking to the person about not being lazy. Right, right. It's never really telling you to not give something to somebody because they're lazy. Sure, now, sure. we don't want to enable. Sure, sure, Of course, sure. we know that. Right, right. But the scripture is not really telling us to be too much concerned about giving stuff to people because we may be enabling their Uh-oh. laziness. Yeah. The scripture is always telling us that you're not giving enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is our, all our leaning. Which is you, exactly, right? Yes. Um, and so to do justice and to love kindness, again, kindness, we're talking about kindness in that passage. We see that kindness, is the Hebrew word there is often occurs in reference to Yahweh, it, Yahweh's covenant relationship with Israel. Yes. That word hesed. Yes, hesed. Uh, and, and so that is the kindness in which uh, God is telling us that we should actually be giving to others. It's a kind of almost like that. It's like a loyalty yeah, yeah, to yeah. others. Yeah, like yeah. I have a responsibility for you Ooh. as my neighbor, right? Yeah. There is a response. I am responsible for my neighbor yeah, yeah, in yeah. some sense. Yeah. Maybe not in every sense, sure, sure. but in some sense, yeah. I am responsible for you, especially if I know that you are in need and I have resources. Sure, sure. Right? Yes. Um, and so... Uh, we see that. And to walk humbly with your God, it, 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 the Hebrew word there uh, for humbly, is the, oh, this is the only time that this word occurs in the whole Bible. It's the only time it occurs in the New Testament. Wow. And we usually think about in the Old humble. Testament. I mean, in the Old Testament, right. we usually think about humility uh, talking. We usually look at this thinking about this in reference to traditional humility. Right. But this word actually means more, uh, it indicates carefulness Ooh, or that. thoughtfulness. Yes. Right? Or clear-mindedness. Walk in thoughtfulness with right, your God. Right? Walk in thoughtfulness with your God. Uh. Walk in carefulness with your God. Walk in like a kind of clear-mindedness with your God. I'm clear on what I need, what he wants from me, what I need to do, what I should do. I'm being thoughtful about what I'm doing. Yes. I'm being careful about yes. what I'm doing. Yes. He's not just talking about hu- like a humility, like a lowliness. Right, right. Even though we know that's in the scriptures, he's talking about being thoughtful. What does God require? Which is what he's saying in the beginning yes. of the passage. What does God require of you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Be thoughtful about what I just said. Yes. The very thing that I'm telling you is <laughs> I want you to reflect on what I just said. Yes. This is what God requires of you. It's, it's so funny that Micah uses that word. Yes. Because when he's talking about thoughtfulness and carefulness, he's literally referring back to what he said in the beginning of the verse. Yes. I want you to walk in a way in which you are always referring back to what I said at the beginning ah. of the verse. What does God require of me? Yes. Oh, he requires of me to do justice, to love kindness. Yes. To, to, oh, that's what, it, that, that's what Micah is saying. Remember, be thoughtful, be careful about what he is requiring of you. How are you walking with yes, him? Yes, 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 yes. I already told you. Yes. That's so convicting to right? me, bro. So he's saying when you're walking with God, we are to think about what is God requiring of me? What does God require of me in this situation? Do what's How right am I love. going to be careful God. about doing what God wants me to do in this situation? Yes. How do I not be reckless? How do I not be flippant with 
the providence in which God has placed me in, in which people may have some needs Absolutely. and I'm able to meet them. How can I be careful to make sure I am walking in yes. what God would have Come me walk on, in? Yes. How can I be careful in doing justice and loving kindness? How can I do that? That's what Micah is saying. It's Bro, I love it. It's almost like a loop. It's, it, it's, it's a loop. It's like a... It's like what a, do you want from me? What, 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 do you, what do you want from us, oh God? Right. I want you to think through what I simply told you I want from That's you. That's exactly... Yes. What do, I, what do you want from us, God? This. And then I also want you to constantly, keep, in a cyclical nature, think through what I just said to you. Remember, just keep thinking about what I just said to you. I that's how it. you want to live your life. Think about what, and that's, I mean, we see that with God all throughout the Old Testament. Remember, 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 remember. remember. He's always telling, and then the children of Israel do what? They always forget. forget they forget, forget and forget, forget. Which is why he's always telling them to remember. That's right. Because I know how y'all are. That's powerful. I created you. I know how, and I not only did I create you, yeah. but I know that you're fallen, and I know how how fallenness affects your heart. Yes, yes. You, we are quick to forget. Yes. We are quick. You are qu Remember, I am the Lord that delivered you out of the land of Egypt. Yes. You are here, and you totally are forgetting the miracle that I did for you in your life. Yes. And we look at that and say, how could the children of Israel forget seeing walls of water on the side of them and walking through on dry land and then God smiting the Egyptians yes. and then go back to just worshiping other gods? We do the same thing, bro. That's right. Yeah, yeah straight up. Straight Let's up. not forget that God has done very miraculous things in your right, life and right. my life, and there's been times that I've just acted like God didn't do that junk at all. Yeah. You know what I'm it, saying? It almost feels like it's like, uh, it, it, I love that I mean, I mean, actually point that out to me last week. Um, I was doing something for the Bible app mm -hmm. and I was like, Meansy, can you give me some exegesis on this passage? And he pointed out to me that that word hum humbly mm -hmm. in the text is unique to this particular it is. book. Yeah. And that whole idea of to walk humbly with your God or walk thoughtfully or carefully mm -hmm. in, in calling you to be essentially reminded of these two massive pillars in, in the people of God's life, to be people that do what is right and that people who love kindness or mercy, bro. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was convicted by that, bro, because I thought, man, like, is that what people get from me? Mm. That I'm a, I'm a man that wants to lean to what is right and I also am known for being merciful. And consider what kindness and mercy is. It's always, always on the backdrop of not doing something that you could do that is the right thing to do. I mean, like the right thing to do, right, would be to require you to make rent payments. Right. Right? Because that's the what you it's in it's in the contract. Absolutely, you signed the contract. Yes, right. But God almost balances our standing for what is right, but in standing for what's right, do it mercifully Ooh. with kindness, yes. generosity. Yes, I was I saw these dudes on uh, back when. Folks were debating. I guess people still debating this all the time. But I, I just happened to like come across this lot, this YouTube uh -huh, live uh -huh. where this dude was talking about. Um, he was talking about uh, how we conflate justice and mercy. Mercy is more like charity. You do it uh -huh. out of the freedom of your heart. Justice is really the, mo the, the the bigger thing about doing what is right, standing on it, and tough cookie. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I messaged in the. Um, <laughs> I put in the comment section, I said, you know that justice and mercy are almost always next to each other in the Bible. Right. It, it's, you're separating them. Yeah, but, not, but the scriptures but don't. But the scripture does it. It right. sees them as two equal yeah. 
Uh, they're like to, siblings. They, they're, they're attached to the hip, bro. Yeah. Just, mercy is qualifying. Justice and justice is qualifying mercy. They work together. They're, yep. they're Siamese twins, bro. They're yep. not the same thing, but they are connected. Yep. Because if you don't do justice mercifully, yeah. you will inevitably cut down people and have them bleeding right. into oblivion, At, bro. And if you do mercy... But if you do mercy without justice... Mm-hmm. Then what you will be, what you'll do is you'll have this sort of loose, fluffy, let everybody slide kind of yes. thing. That the churches, I am familiar with people claiming Jesus also failing with. Right, right. Where then you end up harboring wolves yep. and oppressors and racists. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's true though. So so that so so they're attached at the hip. We 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 are not to be a safe place for abusers. Yep. We're not to be a safe place for people who are growing thorns. Yeah, out out <laughs> out of saying that we're doing out of out of saying that we're doing a mercy. No, no, that's no, no, not no, how no, it works. Not. Because in, if you're doing a mercy and people are being obliterated by that mercy, then yeah. you're not doing justice. That's right. <laughs> the, the, it's a and that's why it requires carefulness. Oh yes, it, it, thoughtfulness, thoughtfulness. And now let me say this: Att- uh, attentiveness, attentiveness. Less, bro. And 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 lest we forget. Lest we think that this is somehow just an Old Testament thing, Jesus says in Matthew 23 to the Pharisees, Oh, yes. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe, mint, and dill, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law. What's to tax you to hip? Justice and mercy and faithfulness. Bro, I These you ought to have done without neglecting the others, you blind guys, straining out a gnat, straining out a gnat, and swallowing a camel. camel. Jesus says, these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. And I think it's very clear that Jesus is saying, y'all are trying to be- What a, a phrase. Theological, uh, Jesus is- Straining As Pastor Zombrapo said to us, our pastor that said, Living Faith Liberia, Jesus is the master teacher. He is the master teacher. And Jesus is- it's such a fra- amazing phrase, yeah. poetic even. Yes, and I think and that. Think about that. Yeah, you are tripping over gnats, right? Yes, a gnat gets into your eye. Yep. You, or, or you are so focused on this little bug, but you're swallowing a camel. But you will drink, and and that's then people. A lot of theologians will argue that 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 Christ said these things humorously. That right. he got laughs out of this. Yeah. There's a book called The Humor of Christ. Yeah. Because that is hilarious. Yeah. That, because you think of because a man you're swallowing yeah. a camel. Right. Look how how dumb is it that you like, are breaking your back, measuring a leaf and a piece of grain to go in a cup for a sacrifice to God while telling the widow to get out while you do it. Widow is on life support and you're like, we don't have time to deal with that. We are over here making sure that we got enough pieces of rice for this sacrifice. That's nets. That's exactly and what you are yes. focusing on nets and then you and you're swallowing a camel. You can you can parse out the pieces of rice. Right. While making sure that people are not going hungry. That's exactly what Jesus is saying is that your precision and, and justice are supposed to work together. Yeah, they're supposed to work I'm together. I'm not asking you to abandon your position for your 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 precision for your justice. Yes. But I'm also not asking you, you also can't abandon justice for precision, which is what you're doing. Absolutely. And we also, Jesus says, can't act like they're the that, that both of these things are, are the, the same. same. That's why he says, because the justice and mercy are the weightier matters. Heavier. Heavier. Yes. So I, I was. Uh, I'm going to end the episode by saying this. So I, I, earlier I talked about a about justice, and I'm going to say b uh, quickly. This is like 60 seconds. The you know I talked about social. The word justice. These word a was justice. These kind of words like equality. These words belong to us. Do not give them away to the culture. Please. Do, do not do not say, well, we can't say that because the the, the Because the liberals are saying the it, the leftists are saying, are saying we don't it. want to sound like that. And that's what my that's what B is. B is, oh brothers and sisters. 
my guys and gals. If your biggest fear is that people might think you're a liberal, I'm afraid you have lost sight of who it is that we are actually going after here. Oh, my gosh. Because let me tell you who does not care about you sounding like... Let me tell you who does not care that some other Christians might think you sound like a liberal. Is the actual vulnerable people, vulnerable people you're called to serve. Oh, my gosh. They don't care, King. And let me tell you who else doesn't care. God doesn't care. No. God knows that you're not a liberal. <laughs> Is that enough? That's the question that you have to ask yourself. Is it enough that God knows or do I have so to prove it? So can we just preach the text? Oh, yeah. Or do I have to prove it to my tribe? That's right. Because if I have to prove it to my tribe, even though God knows, then I'm showing that, that if I'm you're a liberal, you don't know God. I'm just no, saying. No, yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying that <laughs> in evangelical political spaces and conservative political spaces, if it's not enough that God knows, but it's also important that my tribe knows, yes. then it may be my tribe who is my audience and not God. Ooh. You know or what I mean? God's audience. It may mean that your tribe is your audience and not God, and God's audience isn't your audience. Because God is an audience too, King, and it is the needy, the sick, yes. the unrighteous. And let me, last, 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 last thought. And don't just think this is just about, you know, we're in America. This is not just about people who are quadriplegics on a cardboard box no, downtown. Please, please say that. Let, let me say this. Please qualify who the vulnerable actually the vulnerable, are. vulnerable... Is it's not even though oftentimes it shows itself in a cast like you know and 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 then it also can show itself on gender lines or yep. racial lines or mm -hmm. geographic lines, mm -hmm. but it's not encapsulated to that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. You 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 pick up on that when a empowered black man talks about oppression. Yeah. And uh, people will be like, "You're not oppressed. You're rich." LeBron James. What LeBron, are you talking about? You're what do you oppressed. Mean you're oppressed. Well, just because you're not understanding where they're coming from, if, if, if I may. Yeah. It's not simply, sometimes that word might actually be inappropriate for certain people to use. Right. But it's not always as LeBron James is trying to say that he is the exact same as the, 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 the fatherless yeah. child on Like he's being Isaiah. stopped. Right. In the prophecy in Isaiah. Yeah. It says that Jesus was oppressed. That's exactly what it says. It says Jesus was oppressed. Well, does, does what, that that, mean, what does that mean? Does that mean because he was Jewish? or well, What they're talking about is what the state and the people of God did to him in exacting this massive injustice on him. Was Jesus living in subjugation all the days of his life? As, as much as that he was from Nazareth and lived in Nazareth, yes. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's what the writer was talking no, about. No, I don't think I so. I think the writer was really talking about what he suffered at the hands of those who claimed to be the people of God and the state. Right. And of course, sin, death, Satan, all that yes, kind of stuff. Yes, absolutely. All that kind of came in. Yes. So I think that the, the, the word is a little more, it can be. Maybe you don't want to use that word. I'm not trying to fight for you to use the word. I'm just saying that people can mean different things yeah. by that. It's and wider. What I mean is that you can, it's, there's some fluidity. that like You can move in and out of a vulnerable reality. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. I'm not making any, I'm not trying to make any hard points about the word oppression. Right. Even though that, ver that, ver that word is in the Bible. Often. All over the Bible. You're right. But what I'm saying is that people can have seasons of vulnerability. Though they may not have, maybe they they, they were born with a silver yeah, spoon. Yeah, they're not in a class mean, of vulnerability. That's right, right. That's right. But you can still have moments where you've lost everything, you have nowhere to go. Yep. I've had very empowered people who could pay for all of us to eat forever. 
get to a place where they could be they can be considered not vulnerable to the state or financial ruin, but spiritual ruin. Mm. They can be or, or or taking their own lives. Right. What I'm saying is when you, when Jesus gives this picture of the Good Samaritan. And in that story, this is powerful, King, it encapsulates what it is to love God and love each other. He uses that as an analogy for this, these great commandments. Yeah. Jesus is saying that your neighbor mm-hmm. is who you can see around you, who you can touch around you, needs help. Right. I don't know what that man's condition was. We don't know what that man's condition was who was on the side of the road. He could have been, that man yeah. could have been he also could have been rich. He could have been a prodigal son. Yeah. For all we know. Yeah. <laughs> that man, man could have had an inheritance. Had a family. He just needed to get back to the bank. We don't have yep. we have no idea what the status of that individual was. Jesus did not make any Because it wasn't important. Because it. it wasn't That's important. That's not the point the he was trying to make. The point is that he was in need. And you had the ability to help him. Yes. Yeah. So think of those who are in need, and you may be the vulnerable person. You may be listening to this podcast and say, I am. And, and this is where we give ourselves to our brothers and sisters who are truly brothers and sisters. Right. Or we say what they, what I love someone said, that the most courageous thing that a person can often do is say, I need help. God is excited to help you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. So I want that to be clear. But in closing... Remember, as Micah has told us, the words of God, to do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly, walk thoughtfully, carefully, in remembering that this is who we are to be as the people of God. Amen. And, uh, and I hope that my that chapter, Dangerous Justice, in the book, that we talk about some hard things, we look at some hard facts, that it helps us to do that very thing. Yeah. Yeah. This has been Southside Rabbi. I am K to the second letter. I mean the dream. We are out of here. Peace. If you want to attach commitments to my skin color, mm-hmm. then I have to say, do, uh, hang, vote, believe certain things because of where I, uh, the, the, the ways in which I have been baked. If, if, you, if you put that on me, I'll be able to walk with you some places. Yeah. I understand for a black man, it's, it, is, it, is, it is unacceptable that I have not seen Roots, Okay. <laughs> I've only seen clips. I've only seen clips. I saw too. Dave Chappelle's remake. <laughs> I've also have not seen the color purple, and that's also unacceptable. And that is, I've, I've seen al- the color purple. I've always seen clips. And I was of it. sheltered, and I saw that mug. That mug was like that mug was like like a christening, bro. I, I, <laughs> you, that was like getting baptized in the black culture. That right mug there. was like 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 uh, confirmation, bro. Oh my gosh.